faith-based experience on love. Bad. 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 Life-based experience on love. Welcome to the Pum Pum Chronicles. I am your host, Badass Jones, offering personal advice and life-based experience on love, sex, relationships, intimacy, with a little Jamaican flair. Welcome to the Pum Pum Chronicles. Welcome to the Pum Pum Chronicles. I am super excited. I have another special guest with me today. Today, yay! Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Juanita from Wasted by Nita. Yay! <laughs> I'm so excited to have you on. Um, this I'm excited to be here. So, um, we have a series of questions, but before we get to that, um, you know, do you want to introduce yourself to everyone and tell them a little bit about you and what you do? Yes. AJ just stated, my name is Juanita. I am the owner, operator, and creator of Wasted by Nita Waste Beads, and I'm super excited to be here. Um, this is a new venture for me. <laughs> so um, as new as it is, it, it's very natural for me because I'm a, I'm a creator by nature. So, I mean, as new as it is, it's just, it's easy. So... <laughs> Where are you based? I am in Columbus, Georgia. So that is, for those of you who don't know where Columbus is, it's 100 miles south of Atlanta. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Because I was like, I know where Atlanta, Georgia is. I've never actually heard of Columbus before, but I know that you and uh, another mutual friend of ours reside in Columbus. So that's my familiarity with it. But I don't think I've ever been to Columbus. I think I've maybe gone through Columbus. May have. Yeah. You may have very well come through Columbus. Um it's it's a military town. It's not a whole lot that goes on here. For the most part, when we want to go have fun, we go to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> right. What is the like drive time? It's like what about an hour and a half to Atlanta? If you're in if you're closer to the airport, right. um from the airport to Columbus, it's probably about an hour and 15 minutes, hour and a half. Okay. It's a little bit of a drive to go have some fun, but, you know, I guess it's, it's worth it. Yeah. Usually, like, when me and the husband go, like, we go and we stay, like, the whole weekend. So, yes. I, I mean, mean, it's a little bit of a drive, but, I mean, if you're around town just bullshit and you drive an hour from here, there, and been at multiple places, so one straight, you know, shot, you get to where you are and you have all kinds of extra shit to do. Right. (laughs) And that's a drive with purpose. You're not idling. You're actually going for doing something. So that's good. Okay. So um, we're going to get started. My first question to you, um, what has been your biggest challenge with loving yourself and embracing your body and your sexiness? Um, Honestly, that the challenge part didn't come until later on in life after you start having kids. And babies, what's your body? I've always been, yeah. I've always been like a self-confident person, and you know, I've always been like, you know, I've been shapely all my life. Maybe not at this weight, but I've always had, you know, the hourglass shape and things like that. But like I said, of course, until. 
you know, you get older, you start having kids, stuff don't sit the way it used to. Uh, so that that would be that would be one of the challenges, of course, and 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 let people tell it. I started having kids late in life. Let them tell it. <laughs> so um, I guess for me, you know, it hasn't really been much of a challenge, but being able to kind of embrace those new, you know, how your weight sit a little different, you, your hips didn't spread a little bit more than usual. Now you got your little war wounds and tiger stripes and things like that. So, I mean, with that, but I mean, and, and it doesn't bother me. So I just be like, y'all going to get this. And that's just what it is. Y'all gonna get it? You don't like it? You don't got to watch. But guess what? I got a whole husband that loves it. So that's and that. Loves it. Yeah. Okay. So with the way that you're so self-aware and, and with the confidence that you have, what would you say has been the most notable difference between the way that you were raised as a young woman versus the way that you raised your beautiful daughter? Because she's a mess. Um. <laughs> She's hilarious. When I see her in your stories and her antics, I die every time. Like, she has the personality of someone who's, like, 30. Like, she just has personality to a bone. She's definitely been here before. Yes. And and that's what we always say. She's my my 25-year-old, 5-year-old. Yes. (laughs) Um, But for her, I mean, even with me, luckily for me, and my brother, we come from a very um open, you know, free to kind of have, you know, real conversations and things like that. We come from that type of family. Like, my parents were the young parents. So it wasn't a lot. Like, we, we legit kind of grew up together, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, my mom, she was 17. My dad was, like, 20. So we grew up together. So it wasn't much that we didn't discuss or they didn't allow us to express and things like that. I didn't come from like a super strict, you can't do this, that type stuff. Um, Because by the time I hit 18, we were living in um, the DMV area at the time. And back then, clubs was 18 to get in, 21 to drink. So by the time I was 18, Five, six o'clock in the morning, I'm coming in the door. My dad is leaving out. He's like, all right. I'm like, all right. You know, so it's just, it was one of those things. Like your kids, you raise them the best you can. And then you leave the rest up to them. Like they're going to make their mistakes. They're going to do, they're going to do what, what people do when trying to learn how to, you know, be on this planet. So because my, because my daughter is my youngest, I feel like by the time she gets to, you know, be 13 and 14 and, you know, when you start to kind of feel yourself and you want to get out there and see what's what, um, I plan on having real conversations with her. Um, so hopefully that'll play out in my favor. <laughs> hopefully it won't backfire. But, uh, right, I have a friend. She's a mother of three girls. Oh. and I. And oh yeah. <laughs> and I tell her, I was like, I really just admire the way that you're 
real with them about life in general and being a girl and what boys, you know, they looking at you and, you know, just kind of being realistic with, I know you feel certain things. I know these boys are feeling certain things. And if y'all want to feel them things together, I just need you to let me know. Right. I mean, I just plan. I I hope because I'm uh, by the time she gets, you know, 10 years from now, I'm pretty sure my. I'll be tired by the end. <laughs> but um, I just hope to be able to be as realistic with her as my parents were with me. So, I mean, and for the most part, I'm, I think I'm good. Now, now the, the hard part is going to be that dad, <laughs> that daddy, I think he's going to have a bit of a, it's going to be a struggle for him. But for me, I plan on being as realistic with her about, you know, just her body and the way, you know, certain stuff starts to happen and, you know, you're starting to feel these things. Like, I want her to be able to come to me wholeheartedly and be like, hey, mom, you know, I I don't really know, but I think I might be, you know, ready to, and I might have a stroke, but at least <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I might have a few heart palpitations, but I don't want... I don't want her to feel like she has to sneak because that's how you end up with teen pregnancies and stuff like that. And I, I wouldn't want that for her. I would want her to be able to feel like, well, I can talk to my mom about anything. So I hope that's, um, I hope that'll be the case for us because she's already, she's, she's wasted right now <laughs> at five <laughs> and she absolutely loves them. Um, but we, you know, we had to talk about how as fun as it is and as pretty as it is, and you might want to show people, these are for you. So you, you know, you kind of keep it under wraps until, you know, whichever. But, um, she's, she wears them at five. She has two strands and, um, she loves them. So, <laughs> so hopefully, you know, in the process of teaching her to continue to love herself in that way, um, she'll just be out here giving them hell all the way. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I admire about you is that you lead by example. So you know you have parents like I know for for me and being of of Jamaican descent and being Jamaican, you know your parents have, would say things to you like, "Oh, that's not for you. Um, that's for big people. Or that's for grown people. You're not grown." You know what I mean? So I could just think like if my mom made waist beads and I'd be like, "Mom, I want to say," she'd be like, "Go sit your tail down somewhere. These are for grown people." This isn't for you. You know what I mean? One of the things that I admire about you is that you lead by example and you don't shy away from anything that she asks you. And you also don't shun her to make her feel bad um, about herself. Curiosity is a natural thing. It's ingrained in us to ask questions from five until we're like 105. You know what I mean? We're always asking questions about things. And I love the fact that, you know, she sees mom with these waist beads on. She's like, you know what? I want to be like my mom. I want to set a waist bead. But the the line that you draw with her to say these are for you, you are not grown. No boys right. can see them. They're much because if she could, she walk around with that shirt pulled up all day, and I'd be like, "Wait a minute, sister, you can't do that." <laughs> so it's like you make sure you keep it under wraps. I know it's I know it's pretty. I know you want to show people. I know you're excited, 
but it's for you. So you have to kind of keep it to yourself, you know. And then, you know, when you get big, show them to whoever you want. Exactly. So when you're creating, um, you know, beats for your your clients and for yourself and, you know, just people in general, I know that you like you have a process where people are allowed to choose up to three colors. I think it is. Um, And then they're supposed to give you their waist measurements depending on where they want the beats to sit. But how do you decide like so they want say like they want red, yellow and green. How do you decide, like, which red bead and which yellow? Like, how do you put the color combinations together, and how do you decide which beads to use based on the client? So that's the first part of the question. And then I know that you're big on chakras and the internal alignments. How do those play a part also in your decision-making when you're creating for your clients? Um, If anyone has been on the Wasted page, of course it has, you know, how to measure yourself, where you want your beads to fall, you know, the accuracy of that. Because um, I offer, as of right now, I offer two types. I have the kind that are on a stretch cord, and then I have the kind that do not stretch. Here soon, hopefully, if I can find the proper string, I want the ones that you can just tie on and leave them. Um, right now, I they are um, closed with the clasp. Because even for me, the ones that I do have on that have class, like, I don't take mine off. But in the event, for whatever reason, should I want to, I have that option. Um, I do love the idea of them just being there. So I, I do want to get into the tie-ons. Um, but as far as the color combinations and things like that, um, it's a lot of different, you know, the colors mean a lot of different things. You know, there's there's green for fertility, you know, the pink for love and and all of that. So in the and a lot of people, because they don't necessarily know the history of waste beads, they kind of go with what my favorite color is or what'll be pretty or whatever the case. And even with that being so, you know. Because I have an array of different, say you want yellow, but then I have, you know, I have like a mustard yellow or a, or a, like a, a bright yellow. So depending on what those other colors are and how it'll contrast, you know, I'll, I'll figure something out at first and then I'll spin a little bit. And if it doesn't look right, I'll just start over. <laughs> like it, for me, I have to be okay with my work before I give it to my client. So as as pretty as somebody may think it is, I mean, if I'm not okay with it, I, I'm going to try to get it to a place where I can feel like when they see it, they'll feel about it how I feel about it. Exactly. Yes. So um, I try a couple different times to kind of get it right to where I, like, if I'm looking at it, I'm like, yeah, that's that's it right there. Um, and as far as being able to, cause with it, you can, you have the option to choose up to three colors, whatever those colors may be. Now I do have an assortment of charms, um, that you can choose from. Like I have onks, I have ohm signs, I have yoga, you know, signs and zodiac signs and all kinds of signs. <laughs> um, so, you know, for some people, in those moments where, because I had one, and I hate that I'm, you know, jumping all over the place, but I did have a client who 
wasn't necessarily familiar with the healing stones because I do offer where you can add the stones to your um your your beads um she wasn't necessarily familiar with the stones but she knew she wanted some she knew that she wanted healing stones in some capacity and because I was a little bit more familiar with her than just a random client um I was kind of able to go through the stones that I had and of course I always love to give people a rose quartz because that's the love stone everybody loves that so uh, I was able to kind of go through some of the stones that I had and um created some different ones for her I did one that was a um the rose quartz I did citrine um which is good for just light and love you know and just bringing that forward um And I did, what was another one I did? She had three. (laughs) But for the most part, like, I was able to kind of go. And for her and for for anybody else, of course, that would want them, I added, you know, just what the stones meant, what they represented, so that you knew, you know, what you were, you know, putting on your body, of course. Because before, you know, before I send anything out or before I, you know, have anything picked up by clients or what have you, I do sage my stones and speak good intentions over them before I give them out. So, <laughs> um, so I added her cards, you know, with just all the stuff. And I had, and it was actually really sweet because it was when I was first, like when I first, first posted that I was doing it. So she had like a, a decent order and then she, you know, gave a love offering and I was like, oh my God. So it was really, really sweet. So I had, of course, a thank you card for her for that and all that other stuff. But um, I I let her know what the stones were for and things like that. And they've been a hit. They've been a hit with her. They've been a hit with her husband. Okay. Listen, she sent me some screenshots of them text messages from that husband. (laughs) I said, well, I'm Mm -hmm. glad I could help. (laughs) and 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 that's why I love it because in those moments where you may be battling some stuff that you're not necessarily knowing that you're battling you know or that you need a little help with that'll make you you know just like a confidence boost or whatever the case you know to be able to assist in that way I was like this is this is wild I think I can (laughs) I think I can get used to this so it was really, really dope. Um, and I love giving people that option. Yeah. So like I said, it's it's plenty of healing stones and there is a list and things like that on on the Instagram page of the stones and the meanings and the colors and what the colors represent. If you want something that meaningful, again, if your favorite colors are, you know, red, orange. And whatever, then we gonna do that. But if you wanted something that represented something and meant something, and they're always sacred to you, because again, they're on your body. So you want that, you know, you want to feel okay with putting these things on your body and wearing them and exposing them to, you know, loved ones and things like that. So, you know, I just have those options there. And like I said, I sage them before I ever give them out and speak, you know, good intentions over them and hope that they get where they're going in good faith and that they're being worn to its capacity and giving you all the energies and things that you need. And 
I mean, it's been it's been awesome, honestly. Okay. So can you uh, tell our listeners a little bit about what the history or representation of waist beads are? Like, I have waist beads. I've worn waist beads for as long as I can remember, probably at least the last 18 years. I start off with like a I have like a silver waist chain that has different charms on it that represent different periods of my life or like from my my young people and stuff like that. Um, and then I probably have I like even numbers. So I think I have five sets of waist beads in addition to the chain. So six in total. Um, right. I, I have one set up right now and I was thinking about drawing stringing me up something. <laughs> so we have one that represents uh, like for my son and, and the year and date that he was born. So the number of beads are color coded to that one for my daughter, one for the place that I was born and then two others for personal reasons. And I always wear them. And I remember, um, Two years ago, I did a photo shoot uh, for breast cancer, and so I was topless, and you could see the waist beads, and the photographer, like, near her, had a heart attack. She's like, like what is that? Like, what, is, what are those? And I'm like, they're right. waist beads? He's like, what's that? Like, right. You know, like, do you take them off? Like, how, why are you wearing them? And so I went through this whole process of ex- explanation. I'm like, you've never seen waist beads on any before? He's like, no. And I'm like, you need to get a set for your wife. Or because for us Americanized people <laughs> for, you know, um, unless you were born, you know, like you would Jamaica somewhere where it's normal or, you know, in Africa where it started, where it's normal, where again, like with McKenna, she wears them at five. They've yeah. been wearing them for forever in that way. So, um, here in the states, is especially as of late, you know, for the for the most part, they're worn because they're pretty, mm-hmm. and um, you know, we we love to be seen, and we out the beach, and bellies out, and we got beads, and you know, we just <laughs> out here. But um, when I started wearing them a couple years ago, um, before I was, I mean, I knew some of the history behind them, like you know why they were worn. In Africa, you know, it's it's a sacred thing. You know, when babies are born, especially girl babies, they put them on them then, and then you know you have your womanhood rite of passage. So you you know they're they're resized, and you get that, and then you know you get married, and you know at that point your husband sees them. Like you know it's it's a it's a very sacred thing. It's a private thing. That's why with McKenna, I'm like I know it's fun, <laughs> but you make sure you kind of keep it to yourself. You know, until you're, you know, old enough to just be out here with belly beads. I mean, unless we at the pool or, you know, something like that. But you can't just be up here, hey, everybody, because if she could, she definitely would. Um, But, yeah, for those who are just getting into what it is, like I said, it's a very sacred thing. Um, It originated in countries like Africa and Jamaica and things like that. For for those reasons, for rites of passage, going into womanhood, deciphering the girl babies from the boy babies and things like that. And even with boy babies, they wear them, too. And then when you come into your manhood, of course, you take yours off. Young ladies, they get newer ones and that whole thing. And it's just really it's about your heritage for the most part. Like you you want to be connected in some way. So it's once you get into the history of it, as opposed to them being pretty, because that's always a plus, <laughs> you know, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a historical thing. Like you want to be connected to your 
ancestors in some kind of way and what better way than to as women adorn your womb area with meaningful things Absolutely. so yeah Absolutely. And, and this was when you had said that, you know, you've done waist beads like that um, encourage fertility, you know, I think like historically, when you're thinking about that, you know, like when a woman transitions, you know, from being a younger woman into the, the, the phase where she's now getting married, when they adorn her with new beads, it is to encourage fertility, it is to encourage, you know, your womb to be fruitful and for you to be able to multiply. And those things historically are very um, important culturally when you think about where you know, the history of where they've come from. Um, so I wanted to ask, do you believe in reading a person's energy regarding the, your beating and like how you put together beats for them? Um, and then in business, because you come in contact with so many different people, like I know right now, a lot of the people may be familiar, but as time goes, you're going to start, you know, getting people that you don't know ordering your beads. How do you protect your own personal energy from, you know, outside individuals um, and, and how they may affect your creativity? Um, I'm big on boundaries. <laughs> I'm definitely big on boundaries. Um, if something doesn't feel right, then I'm just not going to do it. Like, I don't fuck with it. Yeah. I mean, um, for the most part, though, I haven't really had any creative issues. Um, because again, what, when I'm in my creative space, I'm in my zone. Like, it, there's nothing outside that can penetrate that. So, you know, my my sage will be burning. My music will be on. I'll be in. I'll be in create mode. Yes. So, and that's just where I am. Because, like I said before, I even you know send them out. I sage them and I speak good intentions over them. So I would hope that whomever they were going to receives that energy. Um, and I haven't had any bad dealings. I mean, for the most part, I mean, I've created, of course, for people that are close to me, but I've had a lot go out to people that I do not know. So um, even in that space, I, I would always want it to be um, a situation where it was genuine um, and that they can feel that these were made in a loving space. Yes. So, I mean, I have a I have a scenario question for you. So, uh a young woman is getting married. You don't know her. Um someone has referred your services because you make fantastic waist beads and she wants she doesn't know what she wants, she doesn't know what color she likes, but she knows that she wants uh it to include a crystal to help with fertility, a crystal to help with love. Um, and a crystal to help with balance. Mm -hmm. What's, what's, so in your mind as a creative, what would you put together? Like, you know, talk about the crystals that you use and what you would put together to make something pretty for her, for her wedding. Um, I would probably do, let's see, I would definitely do a clear quartz because clear quartz is it meshes well with other crystals as far as what type of energies it gives gives off um and it is a protection stone so as much as it is a protection stone it's also one for clarity and you know just being able to 
receive, um, you know, good things as opposed to protecting you from the bad as well. Um, like I said, the fan favorite, a rose quartz is a fan favorite. <laughs> and it's, it is really pretty. So they love those. Yeah. Especially when coming into a marriage, you want something, you know, that's going to, um, resonate with the love that you want to give your mate as, as well as, you know, just within yourself, like what, what your, your self love is, is doing within your own spirit. Yeah. Um, and let's see, what's another one? Fertility, child, leave some kids where they at. That's not what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that um let's see what is let's see what's a good fertility stone um i honestly i haven't had outside of the color green as far as like the beads go i haven't had a request for a stone but of course with green stones um I wonder if, let me, hold on, let me see if I can look something up really quick. So while you do that, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then um, we're going to come back, and you can continue to talk to us about the importance of stones, and we're going to look at that fertility stone for a bride-to-be. Oh, goodness. All righty. <laughs> if you're interested in commercial ad space with the Pum Pum Chronicles, please contact us at Chronicles at gmail.com. We have packages available ranging from weekly to monthly to satisfy your needs. And we are back um, with our wonderful guest, Juanita from Wasted by Nita. She is here today talking to us about her uh, fantastic creative business that she produces custom waste beads for all different clients and the importance of waste beads, the history and culture behind waste beads, and just her as a dynamic entrepreneur. Hi. <laughs> so we were last talking about, uh, you know, if you had a client that wanted something specific that she was getting married, she wanted something that engenders love, she wanted something that engenders you know, being able to be like in a safe space and also something that uh, centers around fertility, even though you said leave them damn kids, don't have them children. Um, what? Let's see. So honestly, the clear quartz and the rose quartz are both good for fertility, so she would actually be covered. Um, but as a third stone, just in that green realm um there is a stone it's really pretty actually it's unikite it's green with kind of like pink marbling it's really pretty so i would probably do that too but the rose quartz and the clear quartz would actually have her in there for fertility (laughs) it's all yeah it's all in there i mean and, and and rightfully so because again with the rose quartz that's that's the love stone. So, of course, you would, you know, encounter that with, you know, the clear quartz that's given protection. Because, again, you want to adorn your womb with, you know, think, with meaningful things. You don't just want to put whatever on your body. You want it to have some type of meaning, you know, as you wear these things, as you share, you know, share them with your mate and things like that. So, it, it of course you would always want to make sure that that is the case. And so I have kind of an odd, sort of a random question. Is there such thing as a dark stone or a particular stone that people should stay away from 
that discourage love or something that they should stay away from if they are in fact trying to encourage love and fertility and and like a sort of like a healthy sort of um base within their body is there a stone that people should stay away from or avoid um not that i can think of right off the bat because a lot of the times even um because there is a dark stone but it's for protection again so i haven't came across in any of my books <laughs> about a stone that you should probably stay away from. But for the most part, like if anyone frequents like crystal shops or anything like that, you know, in those moments, they kind of talk to you. Like they, you know what I mean? Like you're drawn to certain things for whatever the reason may be. And depending on what the property of those stones are, you know, it may be something for that's good for protection or something that's good for your anxiety or something that's good for, you know, you being able to, you know, speak your truth as opposed to remaining quiet like you are all the time. So that has a lot to do, again, um, just to go back to chakras when when something is, you know, blocked like if one of your chakras are blocked or something like that there are stones to help combat that like say for instance like when I go for my interviews and stuff because I don't want to like fumble my words or things like that like I I take a stone that represents my throat chakra so that I am able to communicate effectively and you know, be clear and intentional in what I'm saying to these people so that they can understand that she means business. So if you ever frequent like a crystal shop or if you've ever been in a place where crystals are 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 sold, you may not even be paying attention, but you might just look and be like, oh, well, what is, you know, what's this one? And right. you're being drawn to that for a reason. So yeah. they definitely speak to you in their own in their own way. So I, I haven't ran across any bad ones. Um, I'm sure someone may know of some bad ones. I haven't ran into any. Um, but yeah, they, they speak to you. They're, they're for different purposes. Like I said, they help people with anxiety. They help people with, you know, depression and communication issues and, and restlessness. You can't sleep like certain stuff, like certain ones just help you manage and because in some of those aspects where your certain chakras may be blocked or not you know aligned that you may not even know of um they help in those things because of course when everything is in alignment you're functioning at your fullest potential so you know you just kind of want to be mindful again about what you're wearing on your body you know, and things like that. Like I have a really big amethyst stone that I love to wear around my neck and I'm, <laughs> I'm naked right now, <laughs> but I love to keep, you know, an amethyst on me and I love to keep like a rose quartz on me and a clear quartz, you know, for protection and things like that. Like I love to keep those on me. Um, I want to, I essentially later on, I do want to get into wire jewelry so that you can actually wear your stones and stuff like that. So I'm working on getting a website up so that we can okay. train and get y'all some some other items as well. 
I noticed that you started doing your bracelets because I know that you did like the um like an anklet and a waist piece set, but you recently started doing the bracelets as, as well with the stones, which are really, really pretty. Yes, I did one the other day. I actually got it right here. And it's my favorite. That's really, really Call pretty. That my YouTube hand. I used to do YouTube back in the day, so that's my YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> but um I had a request for one and I was like, that would be super dope. And I love, I know plenty of people who would love one. So I was like, okay. So I did that. And then of course it's got the, the Humsa hand on there and it's got a Lotus charm and then it's got the, um, the Om charm just so that you can, you know, and (laughs) (laughs) stay centered in those moments where people are trying to drive you crazy. You've got the reminder on your wrist to don't exactly. let them try to put your cheek. So with these, like I do these ones, um, I had one that sold um, with the actual black lava beads, but then I also have just the regular chakra beads as opposed to the crystals. I have just regular beads um, yes. also because, um, of course, these are a fan favorite, though. Folks love to wear their stones, so. Um, but yeah, we, uh, I'm trying to, you know, give the people what they need. (laughs) So what for you is your personal definition of self-love and self-care? Um, because you, I know that you practice that a lot and, and just even in reading, um, you know, the, the, the the quotes that you post in your stories, like I noticed that you've been doing the marriage quotes lately, which I really love. Um, and you always speak your truth about, you know, the love that you have for your husband, if he's driving you crazy, but you still love him and the ins and outs of marriage and relationship and, and how it's also important to take care of yourself within that so that you can give the best to yourself and give the best to your partner. So right. what, are you, what is your personal definition of self-care and self-love? My personal definition of self-care and self-love um, is definitely being able to look at some of the like past traumas that you've been through and kind of working through that and learning whatever that lesson was that you may have missed. Because, <laughs> um, you know, a lot of times, even in relationships, you get sucked up into the relationship and you yeah. forget about yourself as an individual. and you want to be able to, you know, just kind of take a step back and refocus on yourself, not necessarily forgetting your mate or anything like that, but you want to be able to be your best self so that that way, in turn, you can be your best self for your mate also. Like like I said, I'm big on boundaries. If it's If it don't feel right, if it don't sound right, I'm not fucking with it. Like, and I know a lot of times, you know, people will be like, oh, well, you can't just cut off, you know, like that. Or you can't just, why not? (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, call me Edward Scissorhands because you was cut. Like, that's it. Like, like, why not? You know what I mean? Like, we, we often deal with so many Oh, well, I'm, you know, they may, they didn't mean it that way. So I'm going to just let that slide or, well, they, you know, that's just how they are. Like, that's the biggest cop out ever. Like, no, we make excuses for them. 
Yeah, and we've all done it to some capacity. So now, you know what I'm saying? It's one of those journeys where you stop making excuses for the people around you and you have to let them know you either going to come correct or you don't come at all. And and as much as I love you and would love you here, you don't have to be here and I'm fine with that. So that that in itself is a form of self-love and self-care because I can't have you here messing up my whole, you know what I mean? You're in my space. Your energy's off. You don't need me well. You like no. You you just can't. And it's rough at times because you lose people you love. But good riddance is all I can say. <laughs> I mean, because at the end of the day, if I don't have anything to pour into you, what good am I to you? And vice versa, you to me. Right. So why are you even? Who are you here for it? Like, we have to be able to, you know, piggyback off each other. Like, in those moments where I'm, you know, functioning at a low, you know what I'm saying, on some low energy type stuff, I need somebody that's going to be like, come on now, what are you doing? Because we all have those moments where you be like, look, I'm with the shits today. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And it may not necessarily be you know, conducive to, you know, what you got going on. Like, you always want to keep people in your corner, be it your mate, be it, you know, your friends, your family, just your tribe in general. Like, you want them to be able to come to you and check you. Yes. You know, and that's definitely, again, and being able to be in that space and accept that for what it is, that's that's definitely, you know, self-care and self-love for yourself. Like, be be mindful and be intentional when you deal with people, the things that you allow yourself to believe, the things that you put out into the universe. You have to be intentional with that. Um, Because, again, in those moments where you may not necessarily be in the best mind frame, you have to be able to snap out of that because, you know, getting sucked up in the in those negative thoughts, that shit'll come to fruition and you'd be like, Oh Lord, like yeah, you you have to be able to check yourself and pull yourself up out of that. Because we have those moments. Absolutely. But it's like you have to be able to, you know, get yourself and if you can't, you need people in your corner that's going to. And you have to be accepting of that. Yes. So that to me is self-care and self-love for myself, being able to, you know, stand in my truth, be intentional, learn from some of those past traumas and and set those boundaries so that you just don't go for any and everything. And I know when people think about self-care, it's, oh, self-care, I'm going to get a pedicure today. Like, yeah, girl, but... <laughs> But what are we doing internally for this self-care and this self-love? Like, it's cute. You know what I'm saying? Bubble baths and all that shit. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing internally to to better ourselves, to, you know, put out a better a better us for, you know, everybody? Like, yeah. what is what are you doing? Because, I, I mean, I love a pedicure and a, and a facial and all that. That's wonderful. But, 
when this face when this face is snatched and these toes is dead, who the fuck am I? You know what I mean? Like you gotta be in yourself. Like you have to be self-knowing, self-aware. Cause it's it's plenty of people you you find as fuck on the outside. And toxic as fuck on the inside. The inside is trashy. So definitely. Um so, so people have to for you in, in in regards to self-love, but kind of like on a broader spectrum, would you say that spending making an effort to spend alone time with your spouse without your children, would that be considered part of your self-love and self-care? Definitely. If you are <laughs> if you are a mother and a wife, you can get sucked up. Not even a wife, a mother and a significant other to anyone. You can get sucked up in that space and be in mommy mode, in wife mode, and you forget. And you, you know what I'm saying? You forget your mate. You forget yourself. You forget that, oh shit, I'm a woman. Wait a minute. We gotta, we gotta run this back. You know what I mean? And you, cause you want that, you want that companionship. You want that intimacy without little people being yeah. around because yeah. i mean as much as you can try to get it in you and your boo on the couch you know trying to do you know snuggle up watch a little tv you got little people coming like excuse me guys what are y'all doing here so it's, it's definitely definitely because you can you you forget about yourself you forget about your mate so you know in those moments where you're able to get rid of the kids even if y'all don't go anywhere, even if y'all are at home, right? for you to be able to get rid of the kids and just kind of be in your own space together, like we like to smoke cigars and shit, so we be them poured us a drink or, and smoked a cigar or pulled the hookah out or whatever and listen to some music just to create just a just a private, intimate vibe for you and your mate just to... I mean, y'all may not even, you know, y'all may not even have sex that night. I don't know about y'all. Right. Just a little little live entertainment or something. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Definitely. You got little people and and a mate. Take time. Take time. Create time just for you and them. And, you know, make some shit shake. <laughs> so um, my last question of the of our interview, if you could leave our listeners with one key piece of advice to help them better themselves, what would it be? Boundaries. <laughs> I'm very I'm very big on boundaries. And that's not to say, you know, that you have to cut people off or you have to be mean to someone. Or, you know what I'm saying? It's just because at the end of the day, the boundaries are for you. They're not for anyone else. They're for you and what you allow in your space. You know what I mean? So in those moments where you feel, you know, like out of your head, like you just can't really function, create those boundaries in order for you to reel yourself back in, you know? Um, if you dealing with somebody and you know they a little out of pocket, look, give me fifty feet, 
I need a little bit of time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because sometimes, you know, in those moments where you and your mate might be, you know, arguing or at odds or whatever, we tend to get sucked up in that. We tend to be mad for days. Like, that's not, you know, like, that's not. So boundaries for me is a very big thing. Like I said, it's not about being mean. It's not about cutting people off. It's not about doing any of that. It's about being able to kind of fall back and like reel yourself back in. Because again, they're not necessarily for the other people. They're for you. Yes. And for you to just kind of take a step back and get yourself in order and, and, and assess what has happened, what you're going to allow, what you're not going to allow and moving forward. This is really about keeping your peace at the end of the day. Yes. You know, if you got somebody coming in like the Tasmanian devil wrecking shop, we got to hold this off. I got, hold on, please. Like you, you in here with a whirlwind of shit and I'm not here for it. Right. So it's, it's definitely boundaries is big, um, for me. Uh, and yeah. Don't let people just run amok in your damn life. That's <laughs> true. It's true. People come into our lives and cause damage before we even know it because right. we're so um we're so trained to like give people the benefit of the doubt all the time, even though that we even though we know they're doing shit that they shouldn't be doing and it's causing havoc in your life. Exactly. Especially if you're someone who is naturally loving and forgiving, you just let people do all kinds of shit. <laughs> And because I love extremely hard when it comes to, like, friends, because it don't even have to do with, like, my husband or whatever, like, friends, they come in and they be out of pocket sometimes. And you just have to be like, listen, you got too much going on, and I cannot. You've heard of that. And, again, it's not about being – you know, mean or anything like that. But sometimes you have to learn to love folks from a distance and and that's just what it is. Absolutely. I think that's the word of the day. Love folks from a distance. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely okay. It's definitely okay. And I know a lot of times people are like, Oh well, I mean, if I cut them off, like you don't have to like cut them off, but you do want people to have, because, again, you have to be intentional with how you allow people to handle you. Yes. And you can't just let people come in and handle you any old kind of way, because that's going to set the precedence for them to just continue to do whatever. And yes. no. Nah, boss. Nah, nah, boss. that. No way. Oh, my gosh. It's such a pleasure. It was such a pleasure having you uh, on with me and to have this discussion. It was very insightful and informative. And I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for being here. Please tell our listeners again who you are, what you do, where they can find you, how they can get a set of sexy waisties to, you know, lively up their life on these Ladies, listen, these men, it sends them in a frenzy, okay? So just be mindful, because it be some shit that they ain't never really seen. So they be like, oh, yeah? Huh. Yeah, it's a whole trip to the motherland, so come on. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you guys can find me on Instagram at Wasted by Nita. 
Um, I, like I said, I'm working on a website, so hopefully I'm not the most uh, computer savvy person, but hopefully here within the next few weeks, that'll be up and running. Um, but for the most part, I do take orders via Instagram in the DM. All the information is on the Wasted by Nita um, page on Instagram. Um, so, yeah, I look forward to being able to create for you guys. So. Uh, that information will be listed in the body of um, this post and on all of my social media. So you guys know how to get to Wasted by Nita with our fabulous creator, Juanita. Um, I am your host, AJ Badass Jones. You can find me on my social media platforms, the Pum Pum Chronicles podcast on Instagram, uh, YouTube, and on Twitter. It's TPPC, TPP. Chronicles, because it wouldn't allow me to put the whole name because there were too much pom pom. It was too big. It couldn't fit. (laughs) And you can also follow my personal page uh, where I do live Instagram uh, discussions on Wednesday nights. Wednesdays. This Wednesday is going to be a super simple edition. Yes, ma'am. And that's badass underscore Jones underscore. And if you want to email me any questions, any topics, uh, any information you'd like for me to cover, you can email me at thepompomchronicles at gmail.com. Thank you. Wish I could paint all of these moments in vibrant You are play, turns in a gunplay, gunplay, turns in a pillow talk, a pillow talk, turns in a sweet dream, sweet dreams, turn in a fucking in the Trying to sing your body that notion If nobody throw me a float I'ma drown in the ocean 
Come and take this work. Fuck around, be late to work. As the conversation phase, let's play. You hang up first. Put your silly self. Pictures in my silly well. Kisses give a goosebumps. Well, that's cool. I used it to the brown. Shot bangers. Ain't mean to wake it. I can put you back to sleep if that's a consolation. And I'm tired of waiting. So no more disappointment. I'm not your regular joke. I be your coffee in the morning. Fucking in the morning. Bye.